Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Ein Woman. Today is Leanne Gordon. We go to Perth, Australia. She's a facilitator, coach and writer dedicated to helping people and teams embrace change in work and life. There's change written all over. Welcome. Thank you, Suzanne. It's great to be here. It's always amazing to be connected across the globe and to be able to do these things so easily these days. You're right, change is all around us. And I think that's probably what got me interested in change. I realized as I reflected back on my entire life, but certainly working life, that it all revolved around change. I joke that I've been involved in change before change was actually <laughs> defined as a thing inside organization. It just is. Change is happening every day. And, and I often look out to nature and realize that if we look at nature, if we look at the world we live in, things are changing all the time. We're at the change of the seasons as we speak at the moment. Different seasons, different seasons that both of us are going into. That I think is always a great lesson for us to realize that change is around us and we're, we adapt to it all the time just as part of living. If we want or not. People always say, no, I don't like change. Well, every day is different. Every season is different and we cannot change that. For me, that's often the lesson I like to remind people of is that we are changing and we change quite readily. I think inside mm -hmm. our workplaces, we walk around with this myth that oh, everybody hates change. Change is terrible. Change is hard. Change is this. And yet, We deal with change all the time without even mm -hmm. thinking about it. I often use the simple things like on your commute to work, if you are driving yourself and there's a traffic accident up ahead or you hear it on the radio as you're driving in, you change automatically. You think, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to adapt to this change in circumstances. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to ring ahead and say I'm going to be late or I'm going to have to change my route that I take to work or any of those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. You do that. You don't stop and go, oh, I hate change. You might get frustrated, yes, that it's come at you. You might feel stressed because you're going to be late for something that you thought you'd have plenty of time. All of those things I think are natural, yeah. but our ability to adapt and respond and make decisions around change, we do without even thinking. Why is it any different in our workplaces? Every day you write correct. a blog. How did that start? Because I'm a blogger too, so I'm curious, but I don't have 1,100 It's an interesting story. I think it started many, many, many years before the actual first one was written in that I had been wanting to write for a long time and I followed other writers who wrote regularly blogs and some of those were daily, some were monthly. They were all different sorts of things. I subscribed to these and I thought, that's something I'm going to do one day. And that one day I put all the, I did all the things 
that I give give helpful advice and assistance and support to other people to do, I put all the blockers in my own way. Oh, I can't possibly do that now. Oh, I don't want to start because what if I can't keep it up? What if I make a promise and I don't keep it? And all of those sorts of inner voice whisperings that said, no, no, it's not a good time. Oh, my kids are too young. I've got too many things on my plate. Oh, I've got too many clients at the moment. Oh, the excuses piled mm-hmm. up. However, the whisper got louder and louder in terms of saying, why not? what if you just give it a go and what if you start and there was a particular blog post probably late 2019 from Seth Godin whose work we both follow that said something along the lines of um, now's the time to start you should not you should because he doesn't should as such but I took it as a should you should start that thing that you said you were going to do I had that running around my brain and then a colleague had suggested come the beginning of January that they were going to start a 30-day sprint and come and join our 30-day sprint and we can track our progress over those 30 days and we can sort of see ourselves get to that 30 days of, of things. We had a Google sheet and we shared that Google sheet each day we went in and ticked and I thought, okay, this is my mm-hmm. time. I'm going to start this thing right now. I did. I just took the leap. 1st of January, 2020, I went in and I started writing and I ticked the box and the next day I ticked the box and the next day I ticked the box. That joint accountability, the mm-hmm. fact that I knew there were other people doing it. I went into that Google sheet. I saw all the different ticks going on and I added my own and it felt good. After the 31 days of January, wow, I've written for 31 days. And we all said, let's extend the Google sheet into February. We did. And then February turned into March. What I realized was by the time I got to March was I didn't need the Google sheet. The Google Mm -hmm. sheet made me do it, but I didn't really need the Google sheet Uh continue on because once I'd got into March and I'd got up to whatever number, 90, and I was heading to 100 and 100s Mm -hmm. always feel a round number, I'm doing this thing. I'm showing up every day and I'm writing. It just happened from there. Then it became part of what I do each day. It just became part of the way I ran my day. I knew that I had to make time for this. I knew that I had to keep my eyes open, my ears open. I had to always be on the lookout for what things I could write about. It just became part of how I lived. And and so 1180 drips later, oh, I'm still going. Congratulations. I'm a marathon runner, so I know what it is, what it takes, the discipline. I'm just curious. Obviously, I'm writing a blog once a week. I've been doing it for... More than 10 years. It's a routine that I got in. I think a few weeks ago, Friday came around. I'm like, where is my blog? I forgot it. And I was like, no, this cannot be. So I produced a quick blog actually talking about, hey, don't be so hard on yourself. And everybody's like, oh, I was looking for your blog. It was so funny. How do you create that discipline? Obviously, the Google Sheet is fantastic and you have a support system. I think that's what makes a difference. Absolutely. I think that support of others certainly helped. I realized, though, that I probably was ready. There is that thing of sometimes, and I've done it myself with other things that I've thought, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm ready to do this, but I wasn't really ready. And so that's why you get to a certain point and maybe it gets a bit hard because it's always going to get hard. (laughs) Uh, Being a marathon runner, you'd know that. There's times when it's hard. There's times you can't do this. The body's hurting or whatever it might be. When those things get hard, you think, I'm not ready and you stop. 
Whereas I think once you're ready, there is that sort of sense of conviction that you have that it's time, it's time, it's time to do this. And whilst the Google sheet and the support of the other 30 people, whoever, however many we were on that sheet helped, it, I would have got there without it, but I got there quicker with it. (laughs) The support was fantastic. And then I think it's around just keeping, for me, it was keeping my mind open to the fact that I needed to build the infrastructure, for want of a better word, around it. I had to make all of it easy enough that it became an an easy part of things. It became part of like just brushing my teeth in the morning. Writing my blog was just part of that process. So I, I set up the things where it was, there's a space for it. There's a time for it. There is a format for it. I built those things in over time. The format of write something, set myself a timer. I set myself sort of some constraints to say, mm-hmm. okay, I could overthink this for days. I could spend an hour staring at the screen going, what am I going to write about? How's this going to fit with what I've been talking about? Is it going to fit with the workshop that I'm wanting to, to launch? Or All of those things could come into play. No, forget all of that. Set the timer write about things that you're just, that you're thinking about, write what's top of mind, get it out there in that short time, read over it once. Don't worry about whether there's spelling or a grammatical error in it. It will be good enough. It will be fine. It's going out into the world of social media. It will, it will Mm -hmm. fall off the track very quickly. And so it does, it doesn't matter, really doesn't matter. And that, so all of those things Mm -hmm. that I built in, helped me to continue that message of saying, it's okay. Sometimes the ones that you think are terrible, I think, oh my goodness, I've just thrown that together and it just doesn't even sound right. And then people all of a sudden launch in with comments and you go, oh, how did that resonate? And then the ones that you think, oh, that was a gem. And then, and there's crickets. So all of that helps to reinforce the fact that it's it's all okay. Just yeah. do it and keep that practice up and yeah. the rest will follow. I could not agree more with you. Sometimes when I write a blog, I love this one and I research it and I feel not I spend more time than any other blog. This is really one of my favorites. Nobody says the word. And then I write something and I was like, oh, this is really blah. People are like, thank you so much. This is what I needed today. I'm like, really? As we learn from Seth Godin, ship it. It's about the consistency. It's about showing up. And also what I hear from you is don't be afraid what others say. I've worked for many years around this area of change. I unpack a lot of those different elements of what makes us successful at changing and whether that's changing ourselves, picking up a habit and doing it, or whether it's changing the way our team do something simple, our weekly meeting or something. All those simple Mm -hmm. things are all changes. I I sort of think, well, what's in those? And some of it is that, I guess, the confidence and the courage to make a mistake. We're trained from a very early age, and I don't think it matters where you grew up in the world. (laughs) I think this view of you need to get it right, you need to things that need you need to get the best mark on the test. You need to spell every word. You need to make all your numbers add up as they're meant to, and don't make a mistake. And certainly, don't put your hand up if you don't know the answer. And all of those sorts of cultural realities mean that by the time we get into adulthood, <laughs> we've lost things like curiosity. We've lost <laughs> the ability to ask a question and admit that we don't know. We're we're frightened of failing because we've been told failing is bad. 
And all of those messages we have to unlearn and relearn a, relearn a different way. Or we don't. We go through life carrying those with us and tying ourselves up in knots and, and having quite a stressful life as a result of it. But if we want to change and if we want to do things and, and show up for the things that are important to us, it really is worthwhile hacking mm-hmm. where you hear the fear rise up and go well what am mm-hmm. I for, what am I afraid of well, what mm-hmm. was I afraid of I was afraid of probably an English teacher way 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 back in my schooling years who picked me up for grammatical errors and I was afraid to write because I thought mm-hmm. I came through the era where they really didn't teach grammar all that well we were in some sort of educational experiment around <laughs> we didn't need to learn that I thought, I'm not good enough. I don't write as well as all these people who I aspire to be. That's what I was afraid of. Somebody, the English teacher equivalent saying, oh, her grammar's not very good in that. All of that. And then I thought, really? I'm going to stay quiet and not put my ideas out into the world and not share what I think I can help other people with by actually sharing and talking about it, all because I'm worried about making a little mistake. I think being aware of and constantly listening to the language we use with ourselves, whether it's the silent voice that nobody else hears in our head or when we're speaking to other people, when we pick ourselves up and say, oh, that's me being, that's me lacking sort of the confidence and the courage to actually just give this a go because mm-hmm. what's the worst that can happen? What is the worst that can happen? Nothing. We're not, obviously we know if you're in the automotive industry, you're a brain surgeon, you don't want to make mistakes. But what you and I do, I think we need to show some vulnerability and it's courage, curiosity. If we don't embrace change, how can we then talk about change and lead the people through change? That's what comes to my mind. Yes. And I think that's it. For me, becoming a parent helped in that space as well, because I realized that I was becoming a model for two other humans to say, this is what you can do and this is what's possible. It does give you an opportunity to sort of turn the mirror around and say, well, how am I showing up in the world? Because how would I like them to? And I don't want them being afraid of things. And I don't certainly want them having the voice that I might have heard in my 30s or 40s speaking to them over something that really isn't necessary. It's just about saying Continually asking yourself, what is, what is the worst that can happen in this moment? Alternatively, what's the best that can happen in this moment? What is possible once we turn that around? What might be uh, if we actually just give something a go? We just really, it sounds cliched, but we never know until we actually do give it a go. What change will come our way now? <laughs> wow. Now, that's a big question which we can probably talk for about six or seven podcast episodes on. I think the exciting thing is we are, I feel at an individual level when I talk to people one-on-one, that there's a real readiness for change. We've been through a very sort of tumultuous period in our history and a universal experience different. We experienced things very differently in different parts of the world over the last few years, but we there's a universal universality to what we actually experienced as well. And that, when you talk to people, that shared experience has energised people to say, well, what? ask some big questions. What, what am I doing? What do I want to be doing? Where do I want to be living? How do I want to show up? All of those sorts of questions people are asking themselves. At an individual level, there's lots of change and lots of possibility and people are ready to do life a little bit 
um, differently, which for me is really exciting to see. Then that opens up broader possibilities that means that the way we work, our workplaces, our societies, our communities all start to I guess those changes ripple out and we start to benefit from being able to say, well, perhaps some of those truths or rules or things that we told ourselves we had to do, we can question and do a little bit differently now. Broadly, I think lots of possibility ahead. I like that word, possibilities, opportunities. Are you ready? I hope so. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Changes in the air. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Suzanne. What are you taking away from this? Changes around us. Just be open, be ready for all the possibilities that come your way. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday. Check in, listen to the great stories, get to know other people from around the world. And Take It From The Iron Woman is also the book, Global Business Coaching with Sports Parallels. Get it in your local bookstore or download it. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.